want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. Where is your faith found when adversity comes? Is your faith placed in the situation, or is your faith found unshakable in the God that you serve? Let's tune in as Pastor John brings the message, Unshakable Faith. of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be a good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if that's you, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind, but when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And God waited a few minutes. Okay, I'm just seeing if you're following And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You guys, I I looked and I searched all over the internet to try to find a video just to capture the visual of this scripture. And I found a bunch of videos, but none of it. None of it captured exactly what this scripture said, especially in the King James Version. It was great. It was Hollywood. There was theatrics. But there was something specific and detailed that we're going to go over that I think everybody oversees in this set of scriptures. Actually, there's a few things. And it's imperative for our faith and for this day and time that we're living as Christians. Now, an unshakable faith is not a faith in believing to receive something like most of us do. We faith is for receiving something. I believe God's going to bless me. I believe God's going to give this to me. I believe God's going to heal me. I believe. Yes, that's true. But an unshakable faith that seeks after the face of God. La fe inquebrantable es una fe que busca el rostro del Dios. When we have a faith in the situation, we are setting ourselves up for failure. When you put your faith in a situation, you're going to set yourself up for failure. I believe it's going to work because the last time it worked. So you have faith in the situation. But when you do, you set yourself up for, for failure. Situations are just like the weather. They change from day to day. Cuando tenemos fe en la situación, no estamos preprendando para el fracaso. Las situaciones son como el clima cambian día a día. So when our situation doesn't turn out the way that we thought or when we we begin to sink in our disbeliefs. When things don't happen, I, I'm telling you right now, when you had that plan to, to start a business and or you had that plan to start a ministry and all of a sudden things ain't working out. The, 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 the customers ain't coming in like you thought and everything else. And then what is, all of a sudden, what do we do? We doubt. We sink into disbelief. Cuando nuestra 
situación no termina de la manera en que creemos, no hundimos en la duda. Doubt and disbelief are kryptonite to faith. So if you're a superman in faith right here, doubt and disbelief will destroy you. They slowly and methodically dissolves one hope, leaving us stuck in an overwhelming situation. La duda y la incredulidad son kryptonite para la fe. Lentamente desuva su esperanza de handonos abrumandos en una situación. Now, as we look back at Peter, I mean, look, yeah, we look at Peter in Matthew chapter 14, 29 through 31, we see something that's very distinct about Peter. Peter nunca pensó que podía caminar sobre el agua. Él no pensó en uh, romper las leyes de la física. Luna única, único que estaba en la mente de Pedro el volver a las pies de, de Jesús. Peter never believed he could walk on water. He never believed he could walk on water. He never thought about breaking the law of physics. The only thing, Jesus, uh, only thing that Peter's mind was on was getting back to the feet of Jesus. Peter didn't go, hey, because he's in the boat with the disciples. He didn't go, hey, guys, watch this. I'm going to walk on water. I'm going to do the impossible. Watch me. What Peter did was he wasn't worried about what was going on around him. He was just worried about getting to where Jesus is at. So I wish we had some people in here that would have that same kind of unshakable faith. Not to look at the water, not to look at the waves, not to look at the situation. Just, God, if that's you, bid me to come. And when he says come, you're just going to come. Si cuando tenemos una fe inquebrantable para buscar la presencia de Dios, ni los principados, ni la presenta, ni lo porvenir, ni los poderes, no lo alto, ni lo profundo, ni ninguna otra cosa creda pueda separarnos de amor de Dios que es un Jesucristo nuestro Señor. When we, get in an un, when we get an unshakable faith to seek the presence of mighty God, no principalities, nor powers, no thing present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything created shall be able to separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. Esto es bueno. In verse 24, it tells us that the ship that the disciples were on were troubled. Matthew describes the winds. Listen, this is what I need you to pay attention to. Matthew describes the winds as contrary. Los vientos fueron contrario. These were contrary winds. This means that the winds were against our hindering the ability for them to complete the command of God. See, the command of God was, let's go to the other side. And as they began to be obedient, the contrary winds began to blow. Cuando comenzamos a hacer cosas para Dios, sucede algo contrario. How many know that every time you start being obedient to God's word, that something is going to come against you? Cada vez que empiezas a ser obediente a la palabra de Dios, algo va a venir contra ti. There's things going to come against you when you start doing what God is telling you to do. 
Saints, I don't know why we got stuck in our mind that when we're being obedient to God, that everything's going to be flowers and roses. That it's going to be sun shining and then the birds flying around us like we're Snow White or something. Do you realize that these contrary situations are designed to distract you? Contrary. Contrario. Galatians 5.17 says this, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. There's a lot of contrary things that happen when God tells us to do something. Like, for instance, when God tells you to start coming to church, the contrary winds start blowing. Ooh, I'm tired. I had a long week. Okay, no, oh, I'm not going to make the nine. I'll make the eleven. They did nobody even laugh at them. <laughs> yeah, okay, like be like, yeah, yeah. No, but see, think contrary things happen. There's some contrary things that happen. People start coming to church, God blesses them and gets something, and all of a sudden, boom, something happens to it. God will bless you with things, and now you're like, man, now I can get to my job. Because I said, God, if you give me a job, I'm gonna start tithing. And your car breaks down. Okay, after I fix my car, I'll start tithing. Oh, the rent's, the rent's late. PG&E was up. Oh, contrary. It distracts you from doing what God commands you to do. <laughs> no puedes ver el viento. No puedes ver el viento. You can't see the wind. Puedes ver los efectos del viento. You can see the effects of the wind. Ves los arboles, el movimiento, los olos, movimiento. You, you could see the trees moving because of the wind. You could see the waves moving because of the wind. Puedes escuchar y sentar el viento, pero no puedes ver el viento. You can hear and you can feel the wind, but you can't see the wind. I've asked people time and time again, and this is my argument that I have with non-believers. They're like, I don't believe in anything I can't see. And I'm like, okay, do you believe in wind? Yeah, well, I can see wind. No, you don't see wind. You see the effects of wind. You see the trees moving. You see the waves going. You watch stuff going by. You feel the wind blow against your face. But you know that there's wind because you see the effects of wind. And even scientists will say, that's exactly right. Then I go, you can't see gravity, but you feel gravity. There's an evidence of gravity. If you don't believe in gravity, climb on the roof and jump. You, you believe in air, you can't see air, but you breathe it every day, and you know you need it to live. Well, the same is my God. You can't see my God, but yet you can feel him. You see the effects of when God moves. The same way the trees move is the same way his body and his people move. I know I can't live without him. So what we learn from Peter's example is when we are pursuing to be at the feet of Jesus, cuando buscamos estar a los pies de Jesús, número uno, podamos hacerlo impasible. Número dos, cambiara tu visión. When we are pursuing the feet of Jesus, number one, we will perform or do miracles. Many of us are designed. How many people want to do miracles? 
How many people want to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover? How many people want to be so anointed that when they walk by, even their shadows that cast on people will heal them? The Bible says that Paul and them, they would use cloths to wipe their face off and throw them down. And people would take the cloths and lay them on the sick and the cloths themselves were healing people. See, now, 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 now don't get me wrong. I know you've seen people on TV selling anointed miracle cloths. No. Remember what I said. When we are pursuing to be at the feet of Jesus, when our goal is to pursue Christ, then miracles will follow. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, it says, desire spiritual gifts. So it's good to desire spiritual gifts, but the problem is it's chasing after them. See, the key to performing spiritual gifts is found in today's scripture. In verse 28, it says, and Peter answered him and saying, lo, if it be you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. See, as soon as Christ said, come, Peter stepped out of the boat. Again, dice obediencia. Somebody say obedience. obedience. Say obedience. Yeah, I need you guys to uh, recuerde la obediencia, restrado es disobediencia. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Do you notice when he said, if it be you, Lord, bid me to come. He said, come. And the Bible says he stepped out the boat. When God's telling you to do something, he's telling you to do it now. Ahora. Now. Step out the boat. Peter wasn't worried about who was watching him. He wasn't worried about the situation. I don't even think he was thinking about the water. He was just worried about being obedient. When you are obedient to God's word, the confirmation will follow you in signs, miracles, and wonders. I want to go somewhere, and I'm just trying to figure out, should I? Lord, help me. You know, so many times, there's so many of us, and I'm not knocking it, please. I'm not knocking it. School of prophecy, I'm not knocking school of the supernatural. I'm not knocking any of that. But I do understand something. If we would just get everybody focused on what Scripture says, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God in all its righteousness. What it's saying is, have a hot, unshakable faith to pursue after the presence of God. And then guess what? All these things shall be added unto you. I, 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 I just, I mean, it's by faith. And, and I can understand teaching people how to walk out on faith. But eventually, sometime, you're going to have to pick up the spoon and feed yourself. <sighs> You guys know this eventually our kids we show them how to eat but eventually you just put the food in front of them i ain't got time i got other work to do i got other work to do i don't have time to sit down and spoon feed everybody in here there's other work that i have to do there's other work that pastors have to do there's other work that you have to do i'm gonna put the, the word the bread of life in front of you you're just gonna have to start spoon feeding yourself and start walking it out if you want to prophesy, open up your mouth and prophesy. If you want to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover, then go and lay hands on somebody. If it doesn't happen when you see it, then it not, you're not going to see everything. Hello? You don't know where you're at in somebody's walk. You don't know where you're at in somebody's healing. 
I'm just seeking after the presence of God. And as I'm seeking out the presence of God, as I'm walking towards God, miracles are going to happen because they're going to follow me, confirming the word of God. As I'm seeking God, all of a sudden somebody pops up, hey, man, will you pray for me? I don't even know who you are. Healing is the bread of God's children, and by his stripes you are healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. See how easy that was? We ain't got to go. In the name of Jesus, God heal him right now. We ain't got to go through all that. I mean, I understand being passionate because I'm a passionate person. But it's as simple as a still small voice in Jesus' name. Be healed. My goal isn't to walk around and heal people. My goal isn't to prophesy. My goal isn't words of wisdom. My goal isn't words of knowledge. My goal isn't the tongues and interpretation of tongues or other tongues. That's not my goal. My goal is to be at the feet of Jesus. My goal is to stay at the feet of Jesus. My goal is to know my Jesus in a real relevant relationship. And the more that I know him, the more the word and the signs and miracles and wonders will follow me confirming the word. The word is Jesus. Jesus Christ. It's confirming him, not me. Número dos. Cuando buscamos estar a las pies de Jesús, when we are pursuing to be at the feet of Jesus, it will change our vision. In our scripture, the the boat was being tossed because of the waves. But the waves were being tossed, moved, because of the wind. So the boat's being tossed because of the waves, but the waves are moving because of the wind. Now, we already established one thing today. No one can see wind. Nadie puede ver el viento. Pero, Peter lo hizo. Mira, verse 30. But when he saw, the wind was boisterous. Wait a minute. Uh, Wait. Wait a minute, God. Nobody can see wind. The Bible said when he saw the wind, it doesn't say he saw the waves. He saw something that was impossible to see. The other disciples didn't see it. Peter saw the wind. Peter saw something that was unseeable with the natural eye. I hope you guys are hearing me with this. See, when Peter decided to follow Jesus decided to do something that nobody else was doing. When Peter wasn't looking at his situation and his circumstances just to get at the feet of Jesus, when he started doing and being obedient to God's word, God opened up his vision to see things that nobody else could see. The Bible said he saw that the wind was boisterous. He saw the contrary winds. The problem with this was he wasn't ready. Pedro wasn't ready. 
I don't know about any of y'all. Have any, any of y'all since you've given your life to the Lord or maybe before, maybe you were in some wicked stuff, have actually seen things. And you're like, okay, wait, what was that? What is that great shadowy looking thing? It looks like a man, but I can't see its face. It's shadowy. It has a figure of a body. But what is this thing standing in the corner of my room? What is this thing that's standing on top of me that when I wake up and I think I'm dreaming, it's holding me down and I can't get up, but it's there, it's on me, and I feel it, and I can't speak because I'm so gripped with fear. What is this thing? Contrary. Yeah, see, I just described something that I think half of you guys have seen. Is it coincidence? No. It's spiritual. See, when you start doing spiritual things, God will open up your eyes of discernment to see spiritual things. See, these things, this demonic force is something real. It's fear. It, it brings in. It's contrary. Fear is con. Fear keeps you from doing what God has called you to do. The scripture says that he saw the wind. And when he saw the wind, when he saw what was making the waves move, when he saw what was trying to keep him from completing the plan and purpose that God had for his life, it said that he became afraid. When you seen that thing and you weren't able to speak, it's because fear. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. But a power of love and a sound mind. Look, it's getting quiet right now because people are, you guys still thinking on that thing. Listen, just let me take a side note. Let me take a step back. Let me digress. First of all, God said this specifically in his word, and I wish each one of you all knew this. He says, behold, I give you all authority. All authority. Let me encourage you today, no matter where you're at in Christ, maybe you're a new believer or maybe you, you've been seasoned, but I'm here to tell you he's given us all authority over every principality and power in the air, every scorpion and every snake, every demonic force in, in hell, he's given us authority over. If that thing shows its face, you go, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave right now. This ain't the exorcist where you're like, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. No. I'm not fighting with no demon. Because it's not my fight. He given me authority. When I operate in authority, it's not my authority. I've come as a representative of Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus, depart from here. Come out. Peter saw the wind. When your faith causes you to pursue the presence of Christ, it will cause you to see supernaturally. Watch this. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. It says, where in times past, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. As I bring this to a close, I, I, I need to explain something to you with this scripture. Have you ever wondered why people act a certain way? Why are they so mean to me? Come on, is anybody in here? Just There's some people that walk around. You ever look out on the street and wonder, what's wrong with those people walking around? See, the problem is we're not doing as Christ told us to do. Because when we start doing what Christ told us to do, we'll start seeing the wind that's blowing their waves. Somebody comes in here and starts acting nasty with you. When we get in our flesh, as the flesh says, the flesh is contrary to the spirit and the spirit to the flesh. When we as Christians get in our flesh, we're not going to see the supernatural. But if we stay in the spirit, we'll be able to see what's pushing them. 
were able to sit down and see, when you start to see the, the waves uh, the, and you start blaming the waves for what's going on, you're blaming the wrong thing. When people are acting crazy, when they're acting out of their mind, when they're acting broke up, you'll be, as a Christian, you're not looking and getting mad at their actions. You're looking at what's happened to them. What's causing them to be contrary? It's the wind. It's the prince of the power of the air that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You ever wonder why, why watch this, you ever wonder why your paperwork has been held up? God has promised you something, and for some reason that paperwork is held up? They're like, well, you know, it was here on my desk, but for some reason. It's just, why, why is that person always being mean? I've been nothing but kind and Christian-like. I've been patient with them. They have no reason to treat me like that because it's the prince of the power of the air. And instead of getting on them and making complaints to them, telling them how terrible they are, you need to step back and get off the phone and start rebuking the prince of the power of the air that's working in this child of disobedience. You know what, God, right now, I rebuke that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. God, I want what you've promised me right now. You promised me whatever the promise is because I could see the wind because I'm seeking to be at the feet of Jesus. It wasn't until Peter's passion lined up with his faith was he able to do the impossible? I know right now, and I don't have to ask you to raise your hand. There's some things that God has called you to do that right now seem impossible where you're at today. I don't know what kind of dreams or visions God has given you, but they do seem impossible. But saints of God, if you don't start chasing the feet, the feet chasing to be after the feet of God, to be in his presence, you're never going to see these dreams come to pass. Your focus is off. When Peter lost his focus, he got afraid and sank. Don't be surprised when you start pursuing God that you start seeing the wind. I'm warning you today, you're going to see things that you've never seen before. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. That's why he told us. He gave us a command. Be courageous. Have courage. Courage means do it afraid. Man, what does it look like somebody like me staring at this, this, this big old demon just in front of me, growling and hissing? Wait a minute. Greater is he that's in me. I got a relationship with Jesus. I've been pursuing. I've been walking on water to get to his feet. I've been doing things that I shouldn't be doing. I'm not, I'm not seeking my healing. I'm not seeking for God to heal my heart. I'm seeking to know God more. So as I'm starting to see right now, God, I'm walking on water. I'm walking on water. I'm breathing. I shouldn't even be breathing. I should be on oxygen. I should be on a wheelchair. I'm doing the impossible because I'm seeking the presence of God. I'm not going to be moved by what the doctor says. I'm not going to be moved by the winds, the contrary winds that are blowing. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. When we grow from the faith in Christ to the faith of Christ, you will have an unshakable faith like Peter did. 
¿Cuándo creces de la fe en Cristo a la fe de Cristo? Prendas una fe inquebrantable como la de Pedro. Pero sobre lo que estás pensando, Peter perdió su fe y comienzas a hundirse. I know what y'all are thinking. Peter lost his faith and began to sing. That's what everybody looks at. They look at the story and go, Peter lost his faith. Peter never lost his faith. He just began to doubt. There's a difference. Verse 31 says, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? Oh, you of little faith. Why did you? Now, now let's, let's think about this. Let's think about this. We look at this last scripture and we say this to ourselves. It was almost like an insult. That Jesus was saying, oh, you of little faith. Why is your faith so little? But no. It was a prophetic word building him up because if we connect the dots, the Bible tells us if we have the faith the size of a mustard seed, that we can tell this mountain to be cast in the sea and it shall be done. So he had a little faith. He had enough faith to walk on the water. It's not an insult. But here it comes. God says, oh, yeah, a little faith, because that's all you need is just a mustard seed size. That's good. He said, that's good, Peter. But this is where your problem is. You doubted. Where did you doubt? It wasn't his little faith that made him sink. It was his doubt. When fear entered, it brought doubt and it hijacked the little bit of faith that Peter had. El miedo, dudas y la duda hijacked tu fe. The good news is Listen very carefully, saints. The good news is this. Peter isn't remembered for his lack of faith. <laughs> oh, it's a good time to shout. But he's remembered for walking on water. Usually when we make a mistake, we're known for that mistake. You could be a faithful husband of 40 years and cheat on your wife once. You're a cheater. You ain't never stole nothing in your life. You still get caught. You're a thief. But when it comes to God, you could be walking with a little faith all your life and make one mistake. But God's not going to allow you to be remembered for that mistake. He's going to say that you'll be remembered by the little bit of faith that you displayed when you were walking towards him. He's saying, I see you. Yes, you messed up, but that's where my grace takes over. Walk on water. Pursue my feet. Peter is remembered for his unshakable faith. The question today is, will you have the, fame, the same faith today? Will you come to the feet of Jesus? That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.